As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All my reggae lovers who happen to be dog lovers, I want you to check out Dogs 420 and their line of innovative hemp products made specifically for your dogs. So if your pets need relief from things like pain, anxiety, arthritis, inflammation, mobility issues, even cancer, or God forbid, end of life discomfort, Go ahead and show them some extra love right now with Dogs 420 products like the Common Crunchies, which are three milligram CBD bite-sized dog treats in different flavors like Asian Carp, Sweet Potato, or Peanut Butter, or even their shampoo, Soothing Suds, with the supportive blend of dog-friendly ingredients to nurture and moisturize and soothe the dog's skin and coat, protecting against itching, inflammation, dryness, and redness, formulated with CBD, oatmeal, lavender, jojoba, and marjoram oils, plus vitamin E. And that's not all. They also have that liquid, you know, with the little dropper and you put a little bit under their tongue and then you just ride out that storm or take that trip or even just do some grooming. Dogs 420 products are all third-party tested, all natural, perfect for pups with allergies or sensitive stomachs, 100% non-GMO, non-THC, non-psychoactive, and non-wheat. So what you do is you go to dogs420.bigcartel.com. When you're checking out, put Reggae Lover in the notes to get free shipping. And for speedy delivery, also check out their IG. Send them a DM. It's D-O-G-S dot 420. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast, episode 154. Yours truly, Khalil Wanda, and I'm joined by the co-host out of Brooklyn, New York, DJ and producer extraordinaire, Agard. What up, what up? Yeah, man. So we're here. Thank you for joining us once again on the Reggae Lover Show regular lover podcast big ups to the listeners tuned in live right now on niceupradio.com this is the second month that we're live on nice up radio each and every monday noon until 1 p.m at niceupradio.com you can get the app in the app store for your mobile device of course 
Today we're going to talk about the state of the culture. We got some updates and we have some responses to some of our earlier shows for this summer. You know, we're going to touch on the women in reggae once again. And we also have a part B to the conversation that we had last week in which we looked back at the decade of 2010 to 2020 and discuss what were the highlights, what were the key moments, what were the takeaways, and how will the era that we're in right now be remembered. We're also going to touch on some of the summer songs that we talked about in the summer songs episode and just bring you some of the latest information and news from the reggae and dancehall world. But before we do that, definitely want to big up to Everybody that's been rocking with the Reggae Lovers podcast over the years, do remember that we still have mixes in the archive that are available. So if you just want to hear some music and, you know, you want to take a break from the talk show, you can go through the archives and start at episode number one and listen. You know, there are over 100 mixes that are available. Here's some fan mail that I received recently from Tefis. And he said, El Magnifico, this is just a brief note of appreciation for the great selections and mixes that you've been rolling out for us listeners. On a personal note, the mixes have kept me going while in the field in war-torn Yemen. I always have them in my iPad, and when things are rough, I wear my headphones and assume that I'm in one of your shows. Thank you. Best. Thanks a lot, Tefis, for listening. And yeah, man, no matter what your situation is, where you are in the world, if you have a connection to the web, you know, hopefully there's something there that will suit your needs for whatever the mood is that you have going on. Also, do remember that you can follow us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash reggae lover. Shouts out to our newest patrons, Jonathan and Kira from out in Hawaii. Thank you so much for your support of Reggae Lover. Word. Sending positive vibrations throughout the world. Thank you. Yeah, man. Also, good news. The Reggae Lover podcast is coming soon to a new platform. We're going to be available in Pandora, yo. Got an email from Pandora a couple days ago. Very excited about that. So if you... Big, big, big news. Yeah, man. If you use Pandora, you know, they're trying to step up their podcast game and um, Reggae Lover is going to be included in that movement. So big things are going for real. All right. So Agard, man, let's get into this, man. You know, we talked about, let's start from the, the most freshest episode where we talked about. <laughs> okay. Looking back, looking back, looking back. The current period of dance hall. You know, I got a tweet from Jason Skywalker. Big up to Jason. Original Changes crew. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jason was like, yo, he resp- he replied, his comment regarding what will we, re- we remember is Buju Banton going to jail and then being released. And I was like, yo, you know what? You're so right, bro. Like, how could I neglect to mention? I know I briefly mentioned Buju's Grammy Award win and then incarceration at the beginning, beginning of the decade, you know, 2011, 2012 time. But I didn't really talk about the fact that last year he was released from prison 
transported back to Jamaica and was welcomed like a king. He received a king's welcome. It was a triumphant return to his home island. And it was just, you know, he shut down the airport, shut down the country, basically shut down the Internet. Then DJ Khaled popped up. We did a show about it. You could check out that show, you know what I'm saying, in the archives, talking all about Buju. So that was definitely a big thing. Yeah, how could we forget that, bro? Like, we did a whole show about it. <laughs> you know what? There's no excuses for that, you know? Really isn't. But, you know, as I stated, he was severely missed in that the music just suffered with his absence. <laughs> and his return came you know, very recently. So again, towards the end of the decade, um, as a part of what's going on right now. Yeah, we definitely dropped the ball on that one. But I don't want to keep the contentious discussion going. But I think also we have to mention in this decade, because because Buju being locked up and released, that's that's big. But then also the next biggest dancehall artist of this decade, in my opinion. Vibes Cartel also getting locked up. So, I mean, those are the two things I think we're going to remember. Not to, not to take anything from Buju, because I think Buju is going to definitely be crowned, you know, the king. You know, I think he's already the king, you know. But once he got locked up, I feel like Vibes Cartel definitely um, carried Dancehall for, for a minute. So I think, you know, you got to mention Vibes as well. Yeah, definitely got to mention Vibes and, you know, he released a book, he released uh, that trilogy album, the three CD thing, and then he released like almost like a song every week. And um, so, yeah, that that's definitely of note. Some other, you know, artists that came to mind after we stopped recording last week from this era, you know, that came to prominence as solo artists would be Gramps Morgan. Also, Taurus Riley, also Etana as well, uh, who, you know, was also nominated for a Grammy just this past year. And has been doing some very, very solid work. Um, also, I Octane, you know, of course, Conscience, who you mentioned as well. Um, yeah, among you can't others. forget Spice either. Spice. Right, right. Spice. Right now, the news, the talk of the town is Reggae Sumfest. So, you know, we'll just segue into Sumfest. That's the most recent international reggae festival. You know, it's the one nicknamed the greatest show on earth. Been watching footage from some fests. You know, hopefully next year I'll be down, you know, we'll be down there, you know what I'm saying, in, in the media section. Word. Be able to provide like on the ground coverage. But shouts out to those who were able to attend and um, those who put up some videos so we could check it out. So based off what I saw, I'll just give you a quick recap. Of course, you have the Thursday night, which is the Sound Clash night. And Agard and I... Agard, did you check out that audio? I started to, but, you know, due to other things that I had to do, I was very busy this week. Um, I couldn't continue listening to it. I know, um, you know, Warrior from Germany did well. I, I don't know who won. Yeah, Warrior. Warrior took the title. Right. Yeah, I saw some video clips and he seemed to have the crowd. Um, I heard Trooper dropped out early. Yeah. You know, and I heard his first round. Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big Trooper fan right now. Yeah, I think he's lost a lot of fans, you know, even with this recent performance. But um Pink Panther from 
formerly of Black Cat and Warrior Sound from Germany went to the final round and the German sound was victorious. So, you know, that seemed to be a pretty entertaining performance, uh, you know, Sound Clash and probably will keep going, you know, they'll probably keep doing that as a part of the Sound Sumfest uh, package and, um, you know, should be gaining steam and getting bigger. So then the following night, the Friday night was the dance hall night and the Saturday night was the reggae night. From what I saw, a couple of the highlights from dance hall night were, of course, Spice, who you just mentioned. She's definitely like undisputed queen of dance hall. There's nobody that can really even come close. I know Chronics, he was on the dance hall night for some reason, as opposed to being on the reggae night. And his performance was, as expected, you know, very solid. He, I think he did a solid hour on stage. A lot of people were upset because Chronics, they felt Chronics should have been on the reggae night in his hour long set could be blamed for the show running extremely late and the suppose the planned headliners for the night the six crew did not get to perform because it was about 8 30 a.m on saturday morning when the police shut down the show so i mean the sun is up very bright in the sky people had been there all night long watching performers on stage and those that were still there were waiting for the headliners, waiting, you know, the fans of Squash and you got to help me with the names. Um, Chronic Law. Yeah. Chronic Law. Yeah. I was going to say Chronic Law. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know the rest of the six, though. <laughs> well, I think those are the two that whose names I, I heard mentioned the most Squash and Chronic Law. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So they didn't get to perform. But um, one of the other big moments was the Friendly Fire performance between Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. Okay. So Beanie and Bounty appeared on stage together, and they kind of reenacted a sound clash and went lyrics for lyrics like they did back in their heyday in the 90s when they were clashing at uh, the Sting stage show. So that was extremely entertaining. I mean, I saw part of that one on youtube and yeah man it was just throwback to to the old days the good old days with those guys going at it and they you know it was all smiles and the crowd just ate it up it was very very entertaining so i think i thought that was a very nice touch yeah man every decade has those uh clashes except for this one apparently <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the last decade either. You know, before Bounty and, and, and Beanie, there was Ninja and Shaba, you know what I'm saying? Papa San and whoever before that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whoever wanted to try buck up on them. Right. I mean, that's always been a part of the culture, going back to, to Rub-A-Dub days and sound system days, you know? Um, so when stage shows like Sting emerged and, you know, they took it to the stage with a band backing them, you know what I mean? definitely just as effervescent and had the crowds in in a frenzy especially with artists that were able to freestyle and really come with the the charisma and you know and the stage yeah, presence man. and you know the jumping and the dancing and and then also they had a bank of hit songs that they could just pull out lyrics after lyrics right. from hit songs that everybody knows and it just made it very entertaining. 
So I think nowadays you have these wars and I just roll my eyes when I see, oh, so and so. Social media wars. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so-and-so has a diss record and da-da-da. I mean, there's one right now with, with Javelani and Chronic Law, right? It's subliminal, man. This is <laughs> this is like a rap beef. It's You can't, nobody's mentioning anybody really, man. It's like you have to decode it. But um, before we go on, though, I wanted to, you know, make an observation because I didn't really get to check out some fest, you know, live. Um, I have had to rely on videos, like video clips from YouTube and Instagram and, and these places. I just want to say, like, it seems like the programming in terms of the artists they pick was was done very well. I've seen a lot more clips than I than I have in previous years. And I don't know, I've liked all the clips like it seems like this was a notable year especially for the dance hall night like i know uh dexter daps performed i know munga i heard had a very good showing um i know dovey magnum made, was supposed to make her Sumfest debut i didn't really hear anything about that performance noah power noah power as well you know these are so noah power out of new york and dovey magnum out of um here in atlanta so you know what i mean we'll check for that see what's up moving on of course coffee did her thing i also got to see the performance by protege and that was i was very interested to check out protege because you know like I, i've seen coffee do her thing on stage i've seen chronics do her thing i haven't seen protege like very recently like a full set but I know that to me, like his performance is a little bit different because he's such a lyrical act. You know, he's one of the artists that you have to really listen to his words to really get the energy because he's not super duper animated. He's not really. He's a laid back dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's not an animated guy. He's not a huge guy. So, you know, what I mean, I checked it out and. One of the things that he has going for him right now is the Indignation Collective. You know, the way that he works with his band, very impressive. They play low when, when he needs them to play low and just kind of enhance the way that he performs. So that, that seemed to come across very well um, in Jamaica this past weekend. Also, his songs with his stablemates, Savannah and... Leela Ike, you know, he had all everybody in attendance to come out and do their verses. Um, also, Jesse Royal joined him on stage. Agent Sasko joined him on stage. And Chronix joined him on stage. So at one point, all of them were on stage together. And, I mean, the crowd was just going crazy. Um, Savannah and Leela Ike, it was their first time at some fest, and they made a very big impact on the crowd. They looked great, sounded great commanded the stage with their vocals boy agent sasco definitely like man every time you touch it was a fall radio serious and that um when protege did yeah blood money blood money yeah when he did that song like yo the place went crazy i was like dang like the people really know the song i mean evidently it made a big impact on the country went down into the second and almost i think the third verse of the song um, and people were really feeling the lyrics. So that was good to see because, you know, a lot of times stage shows nowadays, the crowd has a short attention span or the artists don't really perform their songs. You know, they give you five, 10, 15 seconds of a song and then dash and then move on to the next song. Like, nah, man, like 
definitely from what I saw, Protege did his thing, held it down. And that was one of the highlights to me. I feel like that's another show in itself too. The 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 change in how these artists perform. Cause I've I've noticed that, you know, we had discussions previously about Sizzla. You know, it's kind of like he's he's <laughs> he's performing as if he's like a selector on a sound system, you know what I'm saying? Ten seconds of a song cut, you know, that type of thing. I think that's a very interesting thing nowadays. So it's it's good to see some of these concerts where people are actually doing the actual performance instead of the whole pulling up a whole a lot of times when the crowd doesn't even give you a forward. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a, it's like a crutch, you know, if you're not prepared or if you're not uh, physically fit enough at the, <laughs> the moment to sing your songs, you know? Boy, I don't want to, I don't mean to be like down on the artists of today, but a lot of the people that are quote unquote running the dance hall, you know, when it's time for them to perform, it's like you're not really getting a performance. You're definitely not getting your money's worth. So what you're saying is the police may have done the six a favor? Well, you know what? In my humble opinion, I, I didn't, you know, and this is just me. I, You know, I'm nobody, but I don't know why they were put to close the show anyway. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't think there was a giant uproar. I understand like some of their fans, you know, didn't like that, obviously, but I don't think it really hurt reggae some fest overall put it that way got it <laughs> it's not like okay I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with that at all yeah it's not like um you would say like buju didn't get to perform or something you know what i'm saying yeah that would be crazy we, we would still be mourning that right there and and it's, it's very interesting i mean i remember when bushman <laughs> you know what i'm saying like bushman performance at rebel salute was cut and he made like like everybody knew about it. <laughs> he made sure yeah, that man. even if you didn't know who Bushman was before that, <laughs> you saw that man cry and you're like, yo, what's he, what is this? <laughs> yo, it's so hilarious. You brought that up. Cause I, I mean, I follow some of these, uh, six people on, uh, social media and it's interesting to see their response, which is like a non-response. Very nonchalant. Yeah. No, posting other people's like videos. Like I, I forgot who it was one of the six guys was like, "Yo, I think shared a a, a video of coffee." Like, "Yo, John, no, you know, <laughs> I don't, you, you know, I'm not gonna say how I feel right now, but yo, this is a good performance and a good song, you know." It's like they're even shying away from the controversy, and they're not even like when you think about it, they should be utilizing this to even build their thing even further but it seems like i don't know if it was a planned thing or something i'm not gonna get all controversial on you or or or, uh what is it uh conspiracy theory or whatever but it just seemed like their response to it was just flat Mm. but anyway yeah man so all right, so we began by talking about Buju. Let's circle back to the Banton right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Saw clips from his performance and even from cell phone videos. The clarity was amazing. You know what I mean? Like cell phone video and crowd type thing. His set looked like it was more than an hour. I know after the sun came up, you know, on one of the clips that I saw and it panned out from the stage to the crowd, you could see the clock 
that you could see, you know, that the performers use. And um, he still had like 26 minutes left to go. And at that point, he was soaking wet, drenched, you know what I mean? Had taken off his um, his vest, taken off his shoes. And he was just going in, man, giving it to them. You know, when you think about a catalog such as a Bujubantan catalog, like, you know, like, what, what would you do? I mean, he's got so many songs, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. Not only that, I mean, he's fine. I don't know. He's finally getting his comfort level because he's been doing a lot of shows too right it's crazy right yeah man so he definitely did a, a wonderful job closing the show um at some fest reggae night haven't heard anything less than you know extremely positive in terms of feedback from that whole thing so big ups to all the artists and performers everybody that was involved in the event in the promotion Moving on to some other news I also checked out, and this is all from July, earlier in the month, in uh, Cologne, Germany. It was the Summer Jam, 34th uh, annual Summer Jam in Germany. And that was also headlined by Buju. Also checked that performance out. I mean, Buju is definitely a highlight from that show. Um, Also, Protégé, also Coffee. Um, I, I saw her whole set. She she did like three or four songs that I'd never heard before. So to me, that was very impressive because, you know, I think of her catalog that's currently we know in terms of songs that are being have been released. And it's the Rapture EP and a couple other singles. Trust and believe, you know, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of more fire there. Red of fire there. And, you know, there are more big tunes in the pipeline to come from that particular artist. Summer Jam also featured Popcorn. Also featured Kabaka Pyramid, Agent Sasko, Richie Spice. I think those are all the Jamaican artists. Jimmy Cliff, uh, Wizkid was there. A slew of artists from Europe and some other regions. But um, Tribal Seeds from California was there. So huge festival. I think that was like another three-day festival. But I was impressed by you know what I saw from Buja Benton on that one. Um, also Coffee. Yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. It seems like even more than last year somehow. Well, I mean... I think I think what it is is a lot of artists right now are hitting their stride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like the past few years, to your point from last week's show, is that um, I think a lot of these shows, even though they go on year in and year out, I think it's it was a lot of you know, the usual suspects. And now it's kind of like a lot of new artists and new material and even, you know, picking some of the veterans to go over and compliment each other as well. So I don't know. I feel the energy. Uh, I, I don't think it's like I'm paying attention anymore. I think it's just a better energy right now. Right. And, and again, you know, what's really making it special? One, you have the addition of Buju Benton once again. Definitely big. And then, you know, the the reggae revival artists and the new wave of artists that are just adding a lot of excitement, a lot of style to these lineups. Yeah, by the way, as we're speaking about these performances, I just want to uh, uh, retract my previous statement from some shows ago. 
that I know Nick <laughs> had some issues with some of my statements about Spraga. I want to say that with all this new content and video coming out, I have been able to see some recent videos of Spraga performing and, you know, on sound systems and on live concerts. And I want to say, I retract my previous statement, Spraga is A-OK. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we'll, we'll take that, man. Shout out to Nick. I owe you a drink. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll be appearing with Spraga Benz at Reggae in the Park next month in Atlanta. Look at that segue. <laughs> so, you guys, if you're going to be in the ATL, come out to Piedmont Park August 10th and 11th for the 6th Annual Reggae in the Park Festival. I'm going to be there. Jason Skywalker, who we mentioned earlier from Changes Disco, will also be making an appearance. Um, so that's going to be big. And if you want to get the full lineup, check out my social media, follow at Khalil Wanda, and you can go to bregae.com. Nice lineup of DJs, and the celebrity ambassador host is none other than Spraga Benz. Word. A couple more things we wanted to talk about, man. Let's touch on the women in reggae. It really seems like since we did that show, the list of artists that I named as artists to watch and the leaders of the new school have all continued to shine. They've all continued to rise. So I've already talked about Coffee and her international festival performances, talked about some of the debuts that Savannah and um, Leela Ike have made since Leela Ike, even since she was a guest on Regular about a month ago. Leela is now getting ready to embark on her very first solo tour. Tell us what, what um, stages she's going to be featured on. Uh, yeah, I know when we spoke to Leela um, a few episodes ago, she had mentioned a, a few of the, the shows that she's going to be doing over in Europe. So basically in July and August, uh, she's on the Where I'm Coming From tour. I'm sorry if I get some of these names messed up. They're European names, <laughs> so I'll try my best. So uh, the first one is Sphinx Mixed uh, Festival. That's in Antwerp, Belgium. She's going to be at Hill Vibes uh, Reggae Festival. That's in Telfs, Austria. Reggae and Wolf. That's Friedberg, Germany. Badehaus. Or Bedhos, I don't know. Uh, Berlin, Germany. Rote Fabrik, that's in Zurich, Switzerland. Switzerland. Free and Easy Festival, that's in Munich again. Uh, Munich, Germany. Uh, Reggae Jam Festival. Bressenbruck, Germany. Uh, Rotterdam Sunsplash Festival, which is a big one. That's in Benicassim, Spain. The Masquerade in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow, I thought this was all Europe. Yeah, I got my She's tickets coming. for that. She's coming with yeah, man. opening for Protégé that night. Yeah, and that's going to be August 20th. Um, I'm sorry if I messed up any of those uh, locales. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a big that's a big look right there. Because I know when she was on the show, I think she had just mentioned three of those or maybe two of those. So it seems like, you know, dates are being added as, you know, her rollout gets, you know, starts to pick up speed, uh, steam, I should say. Especially with a new single. Yo, I played that new single this past Saturday on a big sound system inside uh, King Caribbean, man. And when that song dropped, I was like, I mean, my eyebrows went up. I was like, dang. 
You know, that bass line is serious. And it's funny because she says, you know, it's not like a classic reggae tune, but like all the elements are there, man. It's it's the new reggae, you know what I mean? Yep. Like Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But but I love the fact that it has a deep, heavy bass line. And a little little note to producers, like, yo, you can have some trap ish, you can have you know what I'm saying? Some hip hop inspired stuff. Yo, add in a deep bass line, man. That's it, man. Yeah. Add in a one drop. Yeah, one drop You too. can have the All one drop with the boom bap. If you don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? Listen to Protege's album, A Matter in Time. Listen to Coffee's Rapture EP. And, um, you know, listen to Where I'm Coming From by Leela Ike. You could go back to the 90s to see how it's done. Boot camp clip, uh, Smith and Wesson, you know what I'm saying? Duck Down Productions. Soundboy you know Burial. I mean? Yo, there's a slew of things, man. Mad Lion tunes, any Bobby Condor's remix. Yo, that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> Word, yo. Also, we have mentioned Naomi Cowan in the Women in Reggae show. Oh, wait, before I go to Naomi Cowan, big up coffee on her national US TV debut. Her. Word. Appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live was something special. You know what I mean? You could check out the replay of that. But yeah, she's now completely global. Another uh, artist that we mentioned previously, Naomi Cohen. It's an amazing artist. She has like one real big single to credit right now, and that's Paradise Plum. But just on the merits of this one song, I mean, she's going to be appearing at the Uppsala Reggae Festival in Sweden. Uh, in just a few days and um, she also debuted on national american tv recently with her parents on uh, good morning america on abc yeah shout out to the to people uh, marketing these 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 young women man you know i'm seeing a heavy internet social media presence even though and it's smart because even though the catalog is not there yet they're really 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 out there in the forefront putting their brand out there and then when the music comes out it's like wow you know what i mean yep um another good example of that was savannah whose new single nobody's man premiered last friday and you know leading up to the launch the the single in the video dropped the same day and leading up to that they had like a whole social media campaign with the countdown and you know what i mean like showing little little sneak peeks you know behind the scenes and you know the fashions and, and little clips from the video um heard the song when it came out and i was very impressed you know the maturity in her vocals is definitely coming through on this song and it's a dance hall beat but a very positive message definitely positive for the ladies you know what i'm saying and um which is very very good music man you know this type of music you know I definitely don't mind like my daughter rocking out to and listening to, you know, she's only three and she's only three now, but you know what I mean? Um, the type of messages that we're trying to bring her up with, you know, are being reflected in this music, but it's still, in my opinion, is still very good music. You know what I'm saying? Also played this one um, this past Saturday night and it went over very well with the crowd. The same crowd that, you know what I'm saying, wanted to hear Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, you know, they didn't know what this tune was, first time hearing it, and they were dancing to it, you know what I'm saying? 
you could check out um, footage from that uh, Highlander Sound appearance on my SoundCloud, by the way. It's uh, entitled Early Warm Highlander Sound, July 20th, 2019. Check that out yes, at soundcloud.com slash Highlander. Still got to check that out. I will. Yeah, man. Um, so big ups to all the women in reggae continuing to do their thing. Also wanted to mention Elaine's new song. Um, I'm not sure the title of the song, but um, big ups to reggae music forever who put up a clip on his blog. And it's a lot of comments under that thread. And from what I heard on the song, very impressed once again. Another song where, yo, they're dancing, doing the popular dance hall style, you know, dance moves, wearing the popular dance hall style fashion. But the message of the song is about boasting on God and giving thanks to God no matter what. You know what I'm saying? With an up-tempo, danceable beat. And um, here you have, I've seen it on online where there are people trolling these young women and there was one commenter on one of Naomi Cohen's posts that was chastising her telling her that her music is too squeaky clean and she's never going to make it because you know if you're a woman in this business you either got to be like super sexual or you got to be super rasta and criticizing her because she's trying to straddle the like in between and not do either of those things. And I was just like, bro, like you can't put everybody in a box. You know, this is yeah, a- that. That's what you call a sheep. Yeah. She un- just accepts whatever's popular. Yeah. It was a guy. And unfortunately, oh, it was a dude. Okay. There are a lot of, a lot of sheep and that's, you know, they're a part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? They're not a part of the solution. They're definitely a part of the problem. Well, hopefully these artists just learn to ignore them because I mean, they're always going to be there. You know, I see it a lot in a lot of different music, not even music, just on social media in general. You know, it's like people are trained to like police, try to police those who step outside of the status quo. And I'm never down with that. You know what I'm saying? Never, ever, ever. Yeah, I'm totally against that. And, you know, from day one of listening from episode one of this podcast in January, I've been preaching that. Our music is not just one thing. An artist should have the full range of expression. They should be able to be their unique, authentic self. And that should be able to come through in their music. And so, you know, for the people that just want the same old or you want to hear the same negativity, you know what I'm saying? That's fine, you know, but I'm definitely campaigning against that. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what causes somebody to to do things like that. I, I guess we won't understand it because we're not trolls. But it's like, here's this person just making music. You don't have to pay attention to it. You don't even have to, like, you know, use your energy. You know, if you listen to something, you don't like it, that's fine. You know, just move on. You know, it's not like you have a podcast. Then you could talk about it. Yeah, man. So I was going to talk about a little something about the summer songs. After watching Reggae Sumfest, I noticed that all the songs that were on my top five list Can I confess were something performed to, you? to great responses at this summer's Reggae Sumfest, including Country for Sale by Buju Banton and Not Another Word 
by Protégé featuring Agent Sasko and Lila Aiki because Protégé called them both out on stage. And yes, can as I, I can, said, can I confess when something Sasko to you? Sasko comes in on his verse. I'm sorry, I don't want to break up your boast in live I mean, look, Fest. definitely you're course, a lot coffee. more keyed in. I, I did not, I did not, let's say, I did not put effort into my list. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? But yes, congratulations. You are like, you know, a veteran in the business. You have your pulse or your finger on the pulse of reggae. All adulation goes to you, sir. Well, thank you. But your your list included a couple of the joints off of Walshie's A Bang album. And I, I, I listened to the album in its entirety. And I, and I was quite impressed by the album and its production and its content. However, I would have probably picked a couple of different joints off of there um, than the ones that yeah, you man. picked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. In terms definitely. of my favorites. But um, all, all credit due to Walshie. You know what I'm saying? That I think that makes the mark of a good album. <laughs> so we'll stop right there. We have more for you next week. I believe we'll have an interview uh, coming up, if not next week, the week after. And uh, lots more from the Reggae Lover team. So yeah, Massive and Crew, if you're in the ATL area, like I said, look out for the Reggae in the Park, August 10th and 11th. I'll be appearing on the Saturday, the August 10th. And hit me up if you need any information on that festival going down. Also, look out for Roots in the West End going down August 31st. Kind of like an end of summer situation right there with Highlander alongside Abishaka and Fahrenheit Creation. Yeah, man. And all I want is more followers on Instagram. So you could at me or DM me or follow me at A-O-A-G-A-R-D. That's at, at A-O-A-Guard. That's right. And I'm at Khalil Wanda. Also at Reggae Lover Podcast on Instagram. You know, go ahead and follow us. And uh, um, please, you know, we're on here. Uh, that's probably the best, most immediate way to get the interaction going. If you have comments and feedback, of course, you can email Reggae Lover Podcast at gmail.com. But, uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Keep supporting good reggae music, yo. Until next time. Peace. For booking of Highlander Sound, 404-552-0492 or email reggaeloverpodcast at gmail.com. Visit Highlander Sound on the web at reggaelover.com. Follow at H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D-A on Twitter. Follow at K-A-H-L-I-L-W-O-N-D-A on Instagram. And like facebook.com slash highlandermusic for more information. So let's take a break to talk about one of our great sponsors. I tell you what, I was listening to an audio book about Bob Marley on Audible entitled So Much Things to Say. Mm -hmm. It's an oral history written and performed by Roger Steffens. He spent time down in Jamaica interviewing everybody, including Marley and everybody that was around him. So I'm talking Rita Marley, Skill Cole film crews that were down filming him, you know, all the members of the Whalers. He's having these conversations and these interviews that he also collected while he was doing the radio shows. He put all this information into a book. What's so great about it is it just immerses you into the experience, quoting 
Pita, Bunny, the incidents happen with Bob getting shot, the concert when he brings the two political leaders on stage. And so you really get the excitement, the energy of what is going on. That book right there, I strongly recommend it to any reggae lover, anybody that's into Bob Marley. And we have a special deal. Go to Audible and get a free book, free trial of Audible. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. And there you can grab a free copy of this book. And the reason why I like Audible is because I like to learn new things, but sometimes I don't have time to read a book. I don't have time to sit there and leaf through the pages because I got work to do. So I like to listen to books in the car. If I'm riding a bike, just taking a walk in the neighborhood. There's so many different ways that you can actually learn new information or be entertained. You know, me personally, I like nonfiction. I like biographical stuff. So Audible is a great tool to use in order to take in that information and still go along with your day. Audible, they have the best narrators. You know, you're able to keep where you're at in the book. It's a very convenient way to take in new information and be entertained. Visit audibletrial.com slash reggae lover. So much things to say. The title by Roger Steffens, Oral History of Bob Marley.